0: There are a lot of dogs in our world. Some would say there are too many. But it's not just the number of dogs that can be a problem. Integrating dogs into our homes and our lives can be an incredibly complicated business. As lives shift and change, dogs are sometimes displaced and have to find new homes. This is where animal shelters and breed rescue organizations come in. There are some tremendously dedicated people out there who care deeply about dogs they may only know for a few days. They help them get from one home to another. Sometimes they help them out of a bad situation and try to help them get over those difficulties. To me, these people are heroes. In this podcast, I'll talk about why I feel that way. This is Canine Nation. This is Episode 98, and it's Wednesday, June 25th, 2014. In addition to these podcasts, Canine Nation appears at Life as a Human, the online magazine. You can find an archive of all the Canine Nation articles at caninenation.lifeasahuman.com. Canine Nation also has its own website at caninenation.ca, and here you can find an archive and links to all of our podcasts and all of the articles at Life as a Human. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Eric Brad. This past weekend, I took a road trip with my 10-year-old girl, Tiramisu. We have been competing in agility for years, but this was the first time we had the chance to take a trip for just the two of us. It was a wonderfully bonding experience and a nice change from our usual agility trials with two dogs and two people to get organized for. I found that we had more time to enjoy each other's company and to learn to relax together. That's an important part of our lives with our dogs, and sometimes it can get overlooked. Canine Nation has finished making the move to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash canine nation, as our main resource for getting information and content out to you. Announcements for podcasts and articles will appear there first, and we have begun a new series of short posts called From the Hill about dogs, training, and some personal experiences that you might enjoy. Our goal is to provide you with Canine Nation content six days a week. On Mondays, there will be a new From the Hill post on something fun that's dog-related. Tuesdays will be From the Vault Day, where we will post a link to a previously published article from the past four years of Canine Nation. Wednesdays, we will be posting our new podcasts. Thursdays, there will be a posting of... Question Thursday, where you get to interact with our Canine Nation forum group on Facebook and share your thoughts and opinions. If you're not a member, you can search for the Canine Nation forum group on Facebook and ask to join. Our admins will be happy to get you set up quickly. On Fridays, we'll have another From the Hill post for you, and finally, Sunday will be the day that we post our link to the latest Canine Nation article at Life as a Human. Hopefully, that will give you a happy dose of Canine Nation to get you through your week. As always, we love hearing from you, and you can leave comments on our Facebook page, or you can email us at barks@caninenation.ca. It's hard to work at an animal shelter, Or rescue organization. I know this because I tried it once. I didn't have the strength for it, and I didn't last very long. It's hard and emotionally draining work, but it's necessary work for the lives of the dogs that pass through that system. The people that work in rescue and shelter systems for dogs are a special breed. They are a complicated mix of compassion and practicality, animal lover and warden, caretaker and canine therapist. They work long hours on difficult problems and always, with those big eyes, looking up at them with hope and sometimes fear. We should take a moment to appreciate and consider the generous people who work so hard at saving dogs. This is my article, Shelter Dog Heroes. I can't imagine what it's like to be homeless. I've worked hard to make a life for myself and I have been fortunate that circumstance has not dealt me more than I can handle. But even in that unlikely event, I would know that there are places to reach out for help. Dogs are not so lucky. While most dogs in our Western culture live blissfully comfortable lives, the shock of ending up in an animal shelter must be terrifying for them. In the midst of trying to figure out how to coexist with humans, Dogs sometimes find themselves deposited in these canine halfway houses. But halfway to where? New homes or the end of their existence? It's a lot to cope with for a dog. Fortunately for them, there is help. Tens of thousands of people work at animal shelters and dog rescue organizations every day to ease the transition of these dogs from an unworkable situation into a more permanent placement. These people are heroes in the truest sense of the word. Theirs is an important and incredibly difficult job. They meet dogs at their most vulnerable and must find a way to help them find a successful placement in a home that wants to love and care for them. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to volunteer at the local animal shelter. To say that the experience was overwhelming would be a massive understatement. Just the sheer number of dogs that needed attention on a daily basis was daunting. But once I was able to understand the individual needs of these dogs, the task seemed almost unmanageable to me. Some dogs had minor health issues that needed to be dealt with. Others needed basic manners training, and still others had developed severe behavioral problems that needed addressing. I wondered how you assembled a staff to cope with such a wide variety of problems. It takes a very special kind of person to do this work week after week. While the staff at this shelter were dedicated, none of them were experts in any one aspect of animal care. Their collective expertise lay in their ability to take in, assess, care for, rehabilitate, and place dogs in new homes to the best of their ability. The process of accepting a dog, evaluating its behavior, assessing its medical needs, and reviewing potential homes for placement requires the involvement of several shelter staff. Each person contributes to what they hope will be the success of each dog. But the difficulty in dealing with these dogs is time. There is never enough time. For all the dogs being cared for, there seems to be an endless stream of dogs coming in who also need time and attention. Managing for their basic necessities is a huge task in itself. Efforts to work on their training and behavior issues can be frustrated by a lack of time. Sometimes, it seems as if containing the chaos is the best that can be done on a given day. Fortunately, the past decade has seen some very innovative approaches to shelter and kennel management. New tools have been developed for assessing, managing, and teaching behaviors to shelter dogs, not just to make the shelter environment more manageable, but to increase the chances of a dog being successful after being placed in a new home. A less stressful shelter environment means that both staff and potential adopters get a clearer picture of the individual dogs seeking homes. Basic training and behavioral work provided by shelter staff means that the return rates from unsuccessful adoptions goes way down. So what is changing and why? Common problems at shelters include constant barking, reactive dogs, and the potential for injuries from bites or scratching from stressed dogs. For decades, shelters have done their best to employ the right techniques and equipment to stop unwanted behavior for the safety of both the dogs and the staff. But lessons from the positive training movement have shown that it is not enough to try to stop unwanted behavior it can be far more effective to teach new and more desirable behaviors to replace the bad behaviors we don't wish to see. Today, many shelters are getting beyond the manage and contain strategies of more traditional training philosophies and have begun to implement more progressive programs using behavior modification techniques like clicker training. This proactive approach is giving shelter staff the tools they need to do more with the dogs while spending less time correcting or managing unwanted behaviors. A critical part of the shelter's job is assessing an individual for its suitability to be rehomed. Some dogs are surrendered from good homes due to unforeseen circumstances and these dogs may require only a gentle hand and some reassurance before being adopted out. Other dogs may have come from much more difficult circumstances and may have issues from fear to aggression that need to be diagnosed and, if possible, treated before they are adopted. Still others will have medical issues that may require attention before any temperament or behavioral assessment can be done. Fortunately, some of the best trainers in the positive training world are active in the shelter community and provide services and programs designed to help shelters move away from traditional stressful techniques. Author and behavioral training advocate Jean Donaldson, author of The Culture Clash, developed and ran the Academy for Dog Trainers as part of the San Francisco SPCA for over 10 years. The program helped both SPCA staff and thousands of trainers from around the world to be better advocates and educators for dogs. Author and trainer Karen Pryor, who wrote Don't Shoot the Dog and Reaching the Animal Mind, has advocated for positive training in shelter environments for over a decade and now offers an online course called Shelter Training and Enrichment to educate shelter staff on ways to more effectively treat and manage the dogs in their care. Dog training pioneer Dr. Ian Dunbar has established Shelter Dog Prevention Month in January of each year to deal with puppies being surrendered after the Christmas holiday. Dunbar's program turns cast-off dogs into great companions and helps to place them in permanent homes. And these are only a few of many great programs being started in shelters around the world. Relationship-centered training advocate Suzanne Clothiers animal response assessment tool is gaining popularity as a leading edge tool for assessing dogs as they are brought into shelters. These new programs offer hope for shelter staff that are too often overworked and overwhelmed by the needs that surround them daily. I cannot say how much I appreciate the efforts of these people, some paid and some volunteers, in trying to create something good out of a very unfortunate situation. They are truly heroes, but even heroes need help sometimes. The efforts of the leading thinkers in animal health, behavior, and training are all working to bring better techniques to shelters that can relieve the stress on the dogs and provide them a more enriching and educational environment to make them better prospects for adoption. These programs offer hope for the shelter staff as well as for the dogs. The shelter and rescue system has mostly taken a back seat to larger segments of the dog world like pet dog ownership and training. But now it seems that professionals are paying attention and are offering help to rescue services that deserve our support. Education programs for staff, books and articles online to teach new techniques, and progressive management at shelters are creating environments where shelter workers can stop seeing themselves as wardens for these dogs and be the teachers and trainers that we need them to be. The issues that created a need for shelters are complex. Overbreeding, undereducated pet owners, general attitudes about what dogs are and are not in our modern society, and many other factors all converge to create a reality that requires that shelters and rescue organizations are necessary. If you are listening to this podcast, it's very likely that you love dogs. It's also likely that you support your local animal shelter or even volunteer there. We are all, in our own ways, working to improve the lives of countless dogs, but despite our best efforts, some of them slip through the cracks. Thankfully, there are shelter dog heroes out there who make it a priority every day to do everything they can for those dogs in transition. I hope that the world of positive dog training can contribute not just to educating pet owners, but in easing the burden of shelter workers by helping them do more with the dogs they care for with less effort and stress for everyone. Perhaps, take a moment to stop in to your local animal shelter. Say thank you to the people who work there and care for all the dogs that we can't. Drop off some food, or some treats, or even some toys. They can use all the help they can get. Or maybe even just drop an email or post to a Facebook page to say, I'm glad you're out there. Like most heroes in our modern world, their efforts mostly go unnoticed. But they are heroes just the same. Thank you for taking care of the dogs. No resources for this podcast. As I said in my closing, you should find your local animal shelter, or your favorite breed rescue group and see if there is anything that you can do to help. Perhaps it's a financial contribution or a donation of food or toys. You might even be able to help out once a week or at special events. These organizations need lots of help and, as dog lovers, we should be ready to help them out in any way we can. It can be very rewarding to help a dog that needs some special care as they move from one life to another. I hope you can help out. Don't forget you can pick up any of my eBooks from dogwise.com, a great resource for anything you're looking for with regard to dogs, DVDs, books, toys, and more. Also check out our Canine Nation Facebook page and our Canine Nation Forum Facebook group. We also have a Canine Nation Google Plus community where you can also add your discussions if you prefer that. And finally, we have a Twitter account that you can communicate with us on. It's canine underscore nation. If you have a question or comment for us, please feel free to contact the Canine Nation podcast at barks at caninenation.ca. We look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, take care of the dogs. Bye for now.